0: This is The Midnight Club, a podcast for Athenas and Clydesdales and the rest of us that, when we come in last, it's still coming in first.
1: Culture sucks down Welcome back to the Midnight
0: Club. I am joined once again by.
2: Not Kelly. Not
0: Kelly Tipple. And we have a special guest today, someone who is a world record holder, at least according to the Ooh. article I read. Dave, and Dave, am I pronouncing your last name correctly? Is
3: it Tong or Tonga? It's Tonj. 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 Okay. I get called all sorts, I get called all sorts.
0: Awesome. Well,
3: before we really get into the. The swimming aspect of it uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, you're from Wales? Yeah, so from my, I live in Cardiff, the capital of Wales. I've grew up here um yeah, grew up here all my life. Um and work here I've got my own business here now. So I've got my own uh, endless swimming pool uh, coaching business with uh, a few few coaches who work for me. Um and yeah, I've been a swimmer all my life. Um taught, you know was taught as a young kid and then went up to a national standard. Um and yeah, I've, I've just capped the swimming up, you know, uh, all the way through and, uh, until now and when well, I'm turning 40 next month. Oh, that's and awesome. Happy that's early awesome. birthday. Sorry about, uh,
0: Wales has lost to France in rugby this earlier this week. <laughs> I had a chance to watch that. So <laughs>
3: it's a sore subject.
0: <laughs> yeah. I've got a friend of mine from Scotland. Who's informed me about the, uh, six nations competition. Yeah. And, uh, so he's, um, yeah, he's definitely let me include me into to everything, uh, as far as rugby. So it's been great
3: yeah
2: <laughs> so you've been able to make a career out of swimming like that that's yeah really cool. yeah I, so um, you must still really enjoy your sport
3: <laughs> no I do and and I was one of those you know I, I got to the age of 16 and and education was no longer for me um and I did my GCSEs which is sort of uh, your first lot of exams in in, in Great Britain and um I didn't do too well so I and cuz I was a lifeguard I was a qualified lifeguard so I got into into lifeguarding just casual shifts in different pools around uh, Cardiff and around the city and um and yeah then I got my first full-time job as a as a full-time lifeguard and started doing swimming coaching uh, as a bit of an extra and yeah just you know got quite good at it and got very knowledgeable you know from working with Olympic coaches myself you know while I was on the national team um but yeah, just found the love of doing it, and when I decided I didn't want to swim competitively anymore, as in sprinting competitively, I decided. Um, I decided that that was, you know, that the, it was going to be a full-time job for me swimming teaching. Started with teaching kids, and then went into performance sport then in, in university sport in Wales. You said you run your own aquatic center now. Yeah, so. Um, so a bit of a sideline th- uh, four years ago, while I was still working at Cardiff Met University.
2: Can you tell us a little bit about your business?
3: Yeah, so what... when, when when I was when I was working at the Cardiff Met University, which was my old full time job, I was in charge of the swimming program there. By the time I sort of finished my twenty year career at the uni, um, so I was swimming performance director for Cardiff Met, and one of the one of the ideas that we were going to have as a uni, we were going to bring in an endless pool into our into our facility. Long story short, it didn't end up happening, but I had gone around getting the quotes and getting, you know, obviously it's an American uh, brand and we wanted uh, we wanted to sort of get, get on board and copycat some of the universities, that you know, the Americans, you know, it's a big thing in America having these analysis tanks and, you know, and um, yeah, so I got all the figures together and when it all fell through down to funding, I said to my wife, um, you know, it's something that I think is really going to work in, where, in, in South Wales because triathlon... Especially Trathon and open water swimming is huge um, mm-hmm. um, I- in Wales and, and and in England as well. And um, there's not many businesses that were offering what my suggestion was. So yeah, so we went down. We we got the figures together. We ended up extending our garage in our old house, and um, I put an endless pool tank in. And I was I was just doing a little bit of analysis with the with the co- with the swimmers I coached, but also the word started to spread that the, the people that I had this tank. And the next thing you know, it was getting busier and busier and busier. And um, yeah, the rest is history, as they say. I, I've got three pools now inside an industrial unit in Wow um, down, down by the docks in Cardiff. Yeah, and um, yeah, I got 12 coaches who work for me on rotation. So some of them do 20 hours a week, some them do five hours a week. And um, it's, it's taken off. I have people traveling sort of two-hour drive away. Like you know, they come down and they have an analysis. Some people are regulars, but we also do learn to swim as well. So we do children's lessons, small group lessons, um, and the end. You know, it, it's excuse the pun, but the endless pool is the options are endless in there. You know, because sure, yeah, yeah, it's great. So yeah, so here I am. Here I am today now. Um, yeah, I'm, co- I'm. I'm. still swimming myself. So I'm. I'm still doing open water swimming uh, competitively. I do Iron Man races. Um living the dream as they say because I'm doing my hobby as a full-time job. Um and I got a good team around me as well. So if I want to go away and have a week off, I've still got people to cover me and it's great. That's, That's awesome.
0: Uh, Talk about I've always wondered though if I would get bored in an endless pool, but I guess if you're just going back and forth doing laps, it's all kind of same. the same. You yeah, know? it's the
3: same. Yeah. And we, we've got um, we've got like headsets the coaches wear now, so we can talk to the swimmer as they're swimming. You've got the mirrors on the bottom of the pool, so that you know, even though we're filming them, you, you give them their feedback and their stroke analysis and drills to work on, and they're looking at themselves in a mirror and actually being able to correct themselves. So the you know, the um the progressions and sort of benefits from swimming in them are amazing
2: that's cool and how long have you been open
3: uh this is my fourth year of trading but only, okay. only been open in the unit for a year so the expansion's gone you know it's gone quite big it's the only one wow. in the uk with three and pools. so it's actually you know it's got it's got um a lot of kudos behind it already uh yeah,
2: that's amazing yeah. talk about trusting your gut and just yeah, going well, for it, yeah man.
3: Well, you gotta have a supportive wife and family behind you as well. It was um, sure. <laughs> when I first came up with the idea; they weren't that supportive, and it was a case of, <laughs> it a case yeah. of doing it part time and working more hours than I needed to, just to well, not that I needed to, but I was doing a forty-hour week at, at the university plus 10, 15 hours building my client base to show that there was there was the you know the clients there that, that they wanted the sessions, like you know. That's cool. That's awesome. That is awesome. And I feel
0: like. The sport is becoming more popular, but there just aren't as many resources. It seems because we're even here in Seattle, Washington. Yeah, and there's one triathlon shop. In fact, after this interview, I have to drive an hour to go get my bike. Uh, But someone was doing Ironman Canada, and their uh, part of their derailleur broke off, and they had to drive all the way. What is it? Four and a half, five hours, not including border crossing, to go to the tri bike shop to get back to Canada. Oh wow! It just I feel like worldwide, it's it's. Be, you know, catching on, but there just aren't as many places to go. So yeah. it's great you've been able to provide that for the people there in the UK.
3: Yeah, it's exciting. And who knows, we might, you know, it could be that we expand it. And, you know, I have, I have people reaching out to me from all over. I had someone in Barcelona reach out to me recently on my Instagram account and ask questions about the type of pools I've got. And they're looking to do something similar in, you know, in their local uh, town and, and stuff. So, yeah, it is it's open water swimming and triathlons just getting massive.
2: Sure, That's sure. so cool. So what- I... Oh, go oh, ahead. no, I was just gonna say I reached out to you. So he is hoping to do 24 hour swim. And so doing research, there's not a lot of crazy people like you two <laughs> that have even attempted something like this, especially in a pool, whether it's an endless pool or a lap pool.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and so when I finally found you, I, I thank you so much for being willing to even let us pick your brain a little bit and share no your worries. story. But uh, what I mean, what was the thought process behind you first doing it?
3: Um, so, when I first started the business, the endless pool was in my garage, as I said earlier. Um, and my wife's uh, NHS, so she's um, she's a health visitor. So during COVID, when when the businesses were shut down in the first lockdown and the second lockdown, I my son was off school. Um, you know, we were all forced to do homeschooling. And we were one of the lucky ones to have a swimming pool in the garage. And so we were part of the homeschooling was that daddy got to swim for two hours a day while Bobby swam around me and had a mess around. So I was keeping up my training. And then the, as time went on, and like a lot of people, I started not struggling mentally, but I was really, really getting, it was getting to me that I wasn't coaching anymore. Clients didn't want to come and I had to close the business. And so I was mm-hmm. swimming more and more and more. And I came up with the idea of just doing some charity swims because a lot of people were doing, you probably saw Captain Tom, he, he was doing his walking around the garden in in the UK and um, he was raising money for NHS charities. And I thought, oh, I'm going to jump on this because no one's done any swimming stuff because pools are closed. So right. you know, yeah, so so I came originally came up with the idea of a twelve hour swim going live on Twitter, um, and I, I put it across my social media and asked family and friends to share it. And um, yeah, I just said I was going to swim a twelve hour shift like a like a doctor or a nurse does, um, and that my wife would be my my nutrition. So, love her, she took the day off work, and Bobby, her and Bobby were my nutritionists. So they were there watching me, cheering me on, and every half an hour, I. I took a break, literally five minute break. Had a bit of food, bit of drink, and went again. And so that's where it all started. Uh, I did it in a wetsuit because my pool heater was turned off. Because obviously I wasn't. Because okay. oh, okay. <laughs>
2: we had a big question about that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so I was like, and I'm not swimming for twelve hours with um without the wetsuit. Even though I like sea swimming, I I like wearing a wetsuit in the sea. You know, it's uh, sure. It's pretty- so the, I think the pool temperature dropped to eighteen, which is not that cold, really, and you know, considering what some ice swimmers do and everything else. But yeah, I still wanted to swim in a wetsuit, so it was about eighteen degrees. Um, so that was why I did the wetsuit swim. Um, I'm also um, I'm quite in heavily involved with um, one of the leading sort of wetsuit suppliers and and triathlon brands in 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 the UK, which is Hoob, which I'm sure you've heard of. So. Um, it's, it's it's a big brand, so I'm I'm I know the owner quite well um for oh, cool. various reasons. But yeah, so uh, I wanted to sort of uh you know get get a free wetsuit from him, telling him what I was doing. So I had a, <laughs> I had a suit and did a little bit of uh, brand ambassador work for him while I was doing it. Um, so
2: you'll you'll swim for gear, is what you're saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I respect <Yeah>. that.
3: <laughs> Ending for a freebie. Um, right. Yeah, and i no, it went it went really well. I had you know I was. I was tagging, so I got I've got a couple of different celebrity clients who come to me for for swimming lessons. Um, so Gareth Thomas, who was who was um, the Welsh rugby captain and Lions captain, um, you know, a few years back, many years back, um, he's he actually learned to swim with me and did Ironman Wales for for his documentary um was a few years back and um if you if you look at hiv and me which is um his announcement of him having hiv and and being able to swim and do an iron man learn to swim and do an iron man and it's quite an emotional story so he got he got involved with me and that's how i sort of met hoob and we uh so i was tagging celebrities and i was sort of asking people to share my story so i was having quite a following on twitter and um, BBC presenters were were retweeting it and stuff like that, so it was great, and I raised i think it was um five and a half thousand pounds in the twelve hour swim um wow. but of course, as you probably know when you when you you get a bit of a bug then, don't you you know you gotta get, get a bit a of taste a, yeah, you get a taste for it and uh and then um we opened back up for business in the August, and a couple of my clients said to me, well, you know there's no one's ever done that before a 12 hour swim in an endless pool in a wetsuit it's weird it's crazy is it a world record so i um so i started searching and finding out and as it turned out it was no one had done an endless pool wetsuit swim for any length of time so it was actually a a record but of course you've got to register it you've got to have a judge you've got to have all the sort of tick all the boxes to be able to get a certificate. So when I applied properly, they were like, well, you've done the 12, why don't you do a longer one? So we (laughs) went from there. So that's where 24 hours came from. And everyone thought I was absolutely bonkers. But I knew, I knew that I'd be able to keep going because it's all about, you know, if you're a swimmer, and you've been swimming all your life, I don't know how many times I got asked the question, how far can you swim? How long can you swim for? And I always thought, you know, I could probably swim all day as long as you fuel me. I can swim all day. <laughs> <laughs> it was painful. It was bloody painful. But um, yeah, so um, so the twenty four hours was on the cards. It got postponed several times because of COVID, because of the second lockdowns and all this sort of stuff. But eventually, we got to do it last um, last June. And did, um...
2: did Guinness lessen the rules at all because of the pandemic?
3: Right. So or... it's all. It's a bit of a funny one, right? So. So there's two types. There's Guinness World Records, and then there's officialworldrecord.com. I ended up having my certificate via Official World Record because okay. wow, sir, which is World Open Water Swimming Association, which is obviously American as well, who I'm in with. I've talked to them. I actually went on a podcast with them after doing it, and because of their rules and regulations of wetsuit swimming for marathon swimming, they weren't allowed, They wouldn't ratify my. Record, right? So therefore, Guinness was like, "Well, if they won't ratify it, then we can't give you a certificate." So I was a little bit disappointed with Guinness yeah. that because it was a new record. We toed and froed, and and in fairness to them, they did say if you'd have done a little bit less rest or something, it was something to do with the amount of rest I ended up taking for various reasons, which we can lead on to in a minute. Um, it was down to it was down to the rest, even though I created a new category. They weren't they weren't allowing me to have a Guinness certification. But I have got a certificate and a trophy from official world records and I'm in their book as well. So um, that's cool. Which I was pleased with.
2: <laughs> Regardless of any trophy, you did it, which is yeah. insane yeah. to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. yeah um yeah. especially in a in a wetsuit, well, especially during the, the pandemic, because of all of it.
0: Well, some of these interesting stipulations about even overwater water swimming about you know can't can't touch a boat and you have to wear a wetsuit yeah. and then we're we're big fans of Ross Edgley yeah, yeah. who went all the way around Great Britain but he yeah. obviously had to get in a boat and you did a wetsuit so i don't think yeah. that quote unquote counts but he still did it no one could humanly do that yeah. in one t- attempt so this, this
3: is it this is this is the argument <laughs> i was having with them but i was very polite with it all cuz i i didn't really care whether i was having a guinness world records difficult or whether yeah. i was having- you know, it was it was for charity. I raised over ten thousand pounds for the local That's amazing. charity. Yeah, so so yeah, we've we've had you know, as a lot of families have been affected by cancer. My wife's father had cancer, and so it was close to my heart anyway. So it was more sure. raising money. I've actually been um, asked to be an ambassador for them since as well, which is great. So um, yeah, so it's it's all sort of um, it's great for the business because we can we can encourage our clients to do sort of um, open water swims and raise money for the same charity, and you know it's great
2: i love that yeah That's we'll awesome. put a link to see if we can get a few more dollars headed sure. that way yeah
3: now uh, when you were doing
0: your the the swim was it a matter since you're not trying to go a certain distance in a fast amount of time were you pacing yourself was it all yeah call stroke did you ever do a side
3: stroke or- yeah so so the rules so that there, there has been um an official world record by Guinness in an endless pool. Um, they've, they've, it's been broken several times and the people get crazier and crazier and crazier, uh, crazier with it. And they, the, as long as the current is on and your arms are moving, you're allowed to tread water, you're allowed to stop and, and um, take your breaks. But you're only allowed two hours in total in the whole 24 hours to take breaks. So I sort of followed those rules loosely because I was creating a new category. Um, I decided to swim. I couldn't swim too slowly because I, you know, I'm an efficient swimmer and you're in a wetsuit, you're more buoyant. So if you go too slow, you know, you're not moving, you're going to get cold, especially in that position, sort of flat position in the water. So I decided I was going to swim on two minutes per hundred um, or in and around that time. Um, and, you know, over the six months leading up to it, I was working on my nutrition, which, you know, I'm sure you'll want to know about in a minute, but the the nutrition, the pace, because even though you're in a wetsuit in in 26 degrees or 27 degrees, you still get cold because your heart rate's so low yeah. swimming slowly. Mm-hmm. So it was quite, it was quite tricky, quite technical to, to get it right. You know, there was there was a few ups and downs during the 24 hours, I have to say, and um yeah, and that, that was part of my training. I learned a lot as a coach, actually, training myself um, what worked for me and what didn't work for me. So in answer to your question, it was a set pace. I deviated it from it once or twice. I had to go a little bit faster once or twice because of blood sugar and stuff like that, and then I had to slow it down. Um, and of course, there was a sprint finish. That's the beauty of the endless pool, though. You know, it's you're setting yourself to a certain pace, whereas you're doing it in a lap pool, you said, is it? Oh, correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're you're going to be yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, I've never seen you swim. I don't know what your ability is, but it'll not be much. Intre- <laughs>
2: Stop. <laughs> He's an Ironman as well. You're He's right, a swimmer yeah. as well. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I think in a lap pool, you know, you just got to be careful not to go off too hard, you know, because even if you go off, you know, if I'm set on a pace and I know that's the pace and I've handled that pace several times doing, I did three twelve-hour swims and a night swim. And I always worked around, I, I think I put it on 149 on my first one and my lats were battered by, by sort of eight hours in. So I was like, well, there's no way I can keep 149 per hundred up. Um, yeah. So that's why I slowed it and slowed it and played around 210 and then I was 220 and I was like, mm, actually, two minutes is fine. So I think that's that'll be important for you is making sure you've got someone watching your pace, wearing your Garmin or whatever, what you, whatever you use yeah. to, to pace yourself. Is so it- that's what i realized
0: if you're going for time if you're never going slower it's it's okay you know yeah. and as as all of us all three of us know you can be running cycling swimming and like hey this is a great pace i could go forever until
3: you hit that moment when yeah. holy yeah. crap i'm done
1: mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm yeah.
3: Bonked, so you don't you don't want to try to avoid that yeah 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 it's getting your nutrition right that's the massive one as well right yeah I mean, what's yeah, your d- strategy for that so well, one of the local businesses, I had a lot of local businesses support it. So um, to, to, to sort of donate as well as help me out with stuff. So one of them was uh, Cardiff Sport Nutrition um, and the guy there is a sports scientist. He's really, really good with his his nutrition stuff, but doesn't work with swimmers that much. He works with bodybuilders, he works with sort of um, runners, etc., and cyclists. And so it was a bit of a challenge for him. So again, leading up to it in my in my training, you get, I was so used to, like, you know, when I did my first 12 hour uh, during the first lockdown, I was just eating that um, sort of raisin bars and, you know, little piece of flapjack, um, just high sugar stuff. And then just having like a Lucasade type drink and w- unlock plenty of water. And that worked. It, it did work. Um, but... I did have a cramping in my stomach sometimes and there's, there's all these things that were sort of going alongside it, which you do play on your mind and over distance and over time, I didn't want to have to worry about that. So I spoke to the guys there at Cardiff Sport Nutrition and they put me on purely a fluid, just a fluid, um, slow-release carbohydrate, um, mm-hmm. which I couldn't get my head round because it was little half a, lit- half a litre bottles and I had to have one of those every hour. And okay, I was wow. like, no substance at all. And they were like, no, try train with this and see if it works. So I was always I was whenever I swam, I'd, I'd use that obviously I was doing long swims. And every half an hour, I was stopping, take my take half the drink, go again, half an hour, go again. Um, and it worked. It was great. You know, I didn't have any, uh, any sort of digestive pains or anything like that. And um, and then, of course, it got getting closer and closer to the record. I was, I said, my brother, my brother and my brother-in-law were two of my sort of uh, support team who stayed with me all night. And I said, I'm going to have to have something. I need something to snack on. So, like, something like jelly beans or some crisps or something just to have, you know, because my tongue's going to go funny. It's funny mm. you say about Ross Edgley, he had that salt tongue, didn't he? You know, On his mm-hmm. tongue, yeah. Yeah, I, I wasn't, wasn't going to be having that, but I was conscious of not having anything to eat at all. He was just doing my head in, so stupidly changed my my nutrition strategy so i was still gonna have the drinks but i was also gonna take on board little bits of sugar and little crisps and stuff like that and it was the worst thing i did because my blood sugars just kept creeping because i was my heart rate was so low i had paramedics there who were checking my sorts of, my stats every couple of hours and um one of the paramedics was my client so he knows me well and um i I was like you know i was hallucinating i was it was it was messing with my mind a lot the pictures on the walls were coming at me and i was thinking what the hell's going on here my blood sugar yeah it it was quite that was about eight or nine hours in and what basically what happened because i just got into a rhythm of every time i stopped i took on a a sweet like a jelly bean a little bit of crisps had my swig my my drink or had had half the drink and of course the blood sugar was going up and i was hallucinating because of the because of the blood, you know, I was so high, it was like 14, my blood sugar, which I'm not a doctor, but it's pretty high that you know, it should be around Mm -hmm. six, seven. So and of course, they just they just basically said you're not burning enough fuel for the speed you're swimming at because you're so efficient in the water so that's when they sped the current up so i paid for that i had three hours swimming at 140 pace or something ridiculous which was like a, but brought, it brought things back down wow floor, so we needed it
2: <laughs> well i'm sure at the time too if you're hallucinating eight hours in and you still have so many hours to go and somebody's like you know what you need to just pick up the pace yeah. i don't know how i would deal with that like <laughs> no man i need to like Get some medical attention, clearly. <laughs> right. I'm right. seeing things on the walls.
3: Yeah. Good for was... you for
2: pushing through though. And it sounds like you really had a good team wrapped around you for Yeah, this.
3: I did. And and there was no way I was stopping. I, I I bigged it up for too long and it'd been postponed like three times, I think it was because of COVID and the judges and all this sort of stuff. So there was no way I was stopping. So and I said they they said if you're not if your blood sugar doesn't come back down the next time you check it, then one of your family members has got to make the call. And I looked at them and I went, Don't you dare take that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. so- they're probably figure which one of us has to break it to them. You know, <laughs> right. so be yeah. the brother, yeah. the wife, brother-in-law. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but it all touched with it. It all went to to plan in the end, and uh, yeah, I got I got through it. So it was fine. <laughs>
2: And what were some other obstacles, you know, mentally with your with through the day? Take us through the day, and what were kind of like the the peaks and the lows, and yeah. what would you do differently or the same?
3: i would, certainly the nutrition thing is listen to the professional, even though I I know what I'm talking about. I've been coaching a long time, and I I talk to my swimmers about nutrition. And I tell them what to eat and how to prep, and not to change diets too much and all this sort of stuff. And then I go and do the thing I always say not to do. So that was the biggest right. thing. I say I'd say to watch out for. Um, you know, obviously you pay for, for you're not in an endless pool. So your pacing strategy has got to be on point. You've got to make sure you're not going off too slow or too fast. Um, for, for me though, the, before at the start, I was too cool. So that there, there was the camera that I had, one of the students from the local university, he's doing his dissertation on me actually. And, um, he's, oh, a, cool. sport, yeah, he's a sport broadcasting student. So he was like, you know, he's making his little mini documentary and, um, which hasn't been released yet. And he was, um, he was like, how are you so calm about this? And I was like, I can swim. I can swim all day. I'm not, I'm not a bother. So I think maybe I didn't psych myself up because when I got to the 12 hour marker, I was like, oh, I've only done 12 hour swim before. I got to go for another 12 hours now. And mm-hmm. and every hour was hard then. It was, it was hard work. It was a, men- a mental battle. Even though I was able to swim, my shoulders were getting sore. My lats were getting a bit sore. It was more to do with the fact I was looking at myself in the mirror below me and I was just I, I was challenging myself a really good a good tip. And this might work for you as well. As so I had my own watch on my wrist as well as my pace watch. But I had my watch on just to sort of as, a, as a start stop. So mm-hmm. I, I, I challenged myself to see how long I could go for without looking at my watch. And I'd sometimes, ah. I'd, sometimes I'd manage 19 minutes. That was the most <laughs> managed. that's, that's, that's interesting.
1: wild.
0: It's okay. interesting to say that because usually I'm obsessed with okay, I'm on the next 50 meters and the next 50 meters. Uh, but it was last week, I was trying to go for, you know, a few hours. And even then, like, okay, just don't even look at that. Just because I could see the clock like, okay, just go for the next 30 minutes, just yeah. just don't even the 30 minutes, and then my mind will wander and then wait for the next 30. And I, I purposely try not to look at, you know, distance or anything. So and I yeah. break it up in chunking. And honestly, for me, even when I'm doing a you know, if it's a five k, if it's a you know fifty k, usually I'm breaking it down into smaller, smaller goals, yeah. smaller sections, just to mentally get through.
3: Yeah, that's definitely a good way of doing it. Definitely have some sort of challenge, tra- challenge strategy in your head, and to be able to switch off. I've I've been interviewed a couple of times since, and people ask me about, um, you know, ha- what are you thinking about? How you switch, you know, do- where do you take your mind? And it's funny with swimmers, I'm sure you'll agree with this. You just, you end up just like zoning out, like you're not actually thinking about anything. And the next thing, no. you know, it just goes, doesn't it? or you're singing to yourself and time is gone. Whereas yep. when you start playing in your own mind, oh my God, I got another half hour here or another, or another 500 meters or another thousand meters, you start overthinking it. I think most of the time checking my, my challenge on my watch, I was about four or five minutes and I was like, Oh no, four or five (laughs) minutes in, I need to, I need to stop looking at my watch. So yeah, that, that that was, um, that was um, a big, a, a, a big one to overcome. And I think to remember the hardest points, it was at 12 hours, it was 18 hours. Cause I, you know, uh, again, you've run a marathon before if you've done Ironman at the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you get, you get to 18 miles and you're like, Oh my God, this is nowhere near finished yet. You know, even though, you're yeah. Going and it was that, that was what was on my mind. I was thinking it's like doing a marathon. This I'm at 18 hours, but I've still got another six hours to go. Like, you know, it was, it was tough. Um, yeah. and once I passed the 20 hour mark, it was downhill then I knew I was on, I was on it. And, um, you know, we started at nine o'clock in the morning on the, uh, Saturday, sorry, on the Friday. And, you know, cause it was June, it was, it was light by about four thirty in the morning. So as soon as the light came up and I knew it was light outside, I was, I was on it then I was, I knew I would, I was coming to the finish. And so, uh, yeah, it was, it was great that bit. But, That's um, amazing. Yeah.
2: Did you utilize any caffeine, Dave? Uh,
3: no, I didn't. No, yeah. nothing okay. at all. No, nothing at all. Um, I, I got given loads of sort of, you know, the, the classic monster drinks and all that sort of stuff. People throwing stuff at me just to have there and whatever else, but I never used any of it because again, it wasn't in my training. So I just mm-hmm. thought I don't want to end up cramping up or taking things. I mean, the amount of swimmers I know do open water um, and they do, they do all this hard training. They, they got their normal diet and their normal nutrition. And then two weeks before they start taking electrolyte drinks and they start taking loads of pasta and overloading carbs and and it, it makes them cramp up you know there's i yeah. hear i hear it all mm. the time so it's it's so important to make sure you're sticking to what you normally eat and what your body's used to and obviously hydrating massively yeah
2: that's so absolutely good. yeah that's great uh, advice
3: you know not that to get
0: too uh too personal detail but as far as bathroom breaks <laughs> was it a matter of did you have a five minute window then like hey if i need to use the washroom yeah, was it kind of like beat the clock that kind of thing, or yeah?
3: So, so because uh, I was having, I was every, I was thirty minutes swim, half hour. Uh, sorry, thirty minute swim, five minute break, and in that time, I was allowed to get out if I wanted to, but my goal was not to get out. The girl um, so I didn't actually swim the record in my facility. I did it at a local dealership, which is called All Swim mm. Cardiff, um, again, for a bit of a sponsor thing, and, and I'm quite friendly with the owner there. And she very kindly said, I'm going to up the chlorine levels in the pool. So if you do... <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But, um, Again, yeah, without I going do, too much detail, the number two didn't come until 22 hours in, so I was really pleased about that.
0: <laughs> oh, good, good. I mean, it's the thing that everybody worries about, but sometimes they don't talk about. And then if even, you're in open water, it's a different situation.
2: Yeah. If you're in somebody easier, else's pool,
3: you always yeah. got to, to strategize that, especially with a wetsuit. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I was dreading it to be honest, because um, during the 12 hour, there, there was there was a break uh, for the toilet, and. Um, Yeah, and then, uh, but again, it was all nutrition, eating properly, leading up to it like four or five weeks before, just being really careful with that, and just making sure Sure. my stomach wasn't upset with anything. Um, And yeah, on the day, again, adrenaline gets to you as well. You know, you're you're psyched for it, Um, right? It's a little bit different than running you know running I, I whatever i run i'm always like oh my stomach my stomach but yeah with swim it was right I, I just had the nutrition right and it was it was great on the day but yeah i think anyone would be the same it's a long old time isn't it you're gonna have to get out at some point but what's the rules for you mate are you gonna be are you gonna be able to get out sort of every half an hour or is it
0: I, I think that's that's what we're thinking and and i i wasn't sure as far as the
3: break thing do you have to add that time on top of the no.
0: 24 hours or no, so was... so
3: my total swim time was just over 20 hours so even though it was, so it was a 24 hour record uh or 24 hours and one minute or whatever it was mm-hmm. and uh, the the total rest time is, is within that so that's why yeah, so in my category, sort of, so to speak. But um, I see. Okay. Yeah. So you just got to decide whether you're swimming for 24 hours in total, and then having breaks, because you'll be 28 hours record if you if you do do, you know, every half. Right. Of <laughs> you know. Yeah. All day then, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, well, I'm not Superman, so I'm <laughs> as much as I want to be,
3: but. <laughs> yeah. And so there's a girl. There's a girl who I reached out to, who actually broke the non wetsuit record, which was 24. Four hours 24 hours and one minute um no sorry she she broke the 30 hour she, there was a she, she someone had a 24 hour endless pool one she said oh, i'm gonna beat it and the guy who had the 24 hour one went and did 30 hours right with those rules five minute breaks she went and did 31 hours and seven minutes her, her name's myra santos so if if you do reach out to her on Instagram, she's lovely. She she's one of my followers on Instagram. So if you did want further chats, because she's she's a ledge, she's Portuguese. So um, but she's lovely. She speaks English and stuff, and uh, she um, she could g- give you even more tips because she went longer than me. I in my head between us in my head, I thought, oh, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna do thirty six. I'm not gonna tell anyone. I'm gonna keep going. But when I got to twenty four, <laughs> yeah, like, right. Like, I'm yeah. getting out. <laughs> so I do take my hat off to her big time. Well-
2: and Dave, have you found since now that you've completed this that you obviously like we're here in Seattle reaching out to you, you're such an inspiration. Have you found that other people have started to take on this challenge knowing now that it's, you know, yeah, accessible, I so make so it more accessible?
3: Dean, the owner of Hoob, um, the wetsuit company though I'm friends with, he actually rang me and said, oh, there's a guy in Germany who's doing the wetsuit record. And I said, really? And I I looked at it and I couldn't find it anywhere. He ran and he sent me a link. Apparently he didn't actually make it, um, but he, he to be to be to break my record in a wetsuit in an Endless Pool, he's got to follow exactly the same rules to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. So he didn't reach out to me, but I know people are having a go. But then there's a lot. I've had lots of sort of i say lots. I've had several podcast interviews. And people have sent me messages then on social media saying, Oh, you know, fantastic and they, they they've listened to the story. Um yeah, it's great. It's being able to inspire people and you know, with the Velindra, which is which is the cancer hospital local to me. They've asked me to be ambassador and lead lead swimming challenges and sort of try and uh, get people to raise money for from from swimming and, and so yeah, it's, it's great it's uh amazing. yeah it's good it's good and it, it's all because of the pandemic really you know i wouldn't probably would have never have done it if uh, if it wasn't for the pandemic so even though right. it was horrible being closed and not being able to work there was some good things that came out of it sure. yeah
2: ab- absolutely and We're here with you and you're so lovely. And I just want to thank you so much for letting us sit down with you and letting us, you know, be able to, to hear your story and share your story. Um, And I I know that Clint might have another question or two. I'm going to let you boys bring this home. I have a bunch of uh, senior citizens that are waiting for me to go teach them aerobics. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to let you two bring it home. Dave, honestly, thank you so much for being so welcoming and amazing and i just i appreciate i appreciate you a ton and i definitely you know i would love a follow-up so you two have fun enjoy your day enjoy your evening (laughs) and i will talk to you soon take care thank
3: you
0: perfect thank you yeah we realized we just had daylight savings this last weekend yeah and so everything it sprung forward and then it's like oh wait a minute you know we're thinking 9 a.m. here it was gonna be 5 p.m. there. Like, oh no, it's 10 a.m. here. So, <laughs> oh, so your clocks changed, Is it? The, the clocks changed, yeah. But it, it's yeah. not. I think your daylight savings is in two more weekends. Yeah, yeah.
3: So. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> we have
3: less well, time in bed.
0: <laughs> right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I was curious. What is your next uh, challenge then? Where do you go from here?
3: Um, well, because I'm obviously. Coaching's my thing, you know. I do love doing the challenges. I'm doing Ironman Wales, and I've I've got a London Marathon place as well. So I'm i those are my main events for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, we've actually got um, I've got seven clients who have all got a, a cancer story who've been learning to swim with me, um, and they've all they've all dreamt of doing their own open water swim challenge. So there's um there's a down in south uh, sorry down in West Wales, which is about a, a two hour drive from where I live beautiful countryside and beautiful scenery on the beach and that there and then um, there's a swim called the solver swim which is I you can either do a mile or a two and a half mile swim and these guys have um these guys have basically all agreed to letting me coach them to get them in the sea for the first time. None of them have done any sea swimming before. Mm. Um, And yeah, so this is my next challenge for them, for their personal goals and their own. We're raising money obviously, but we've also got a a camera crew following us as we're hoping for it to be commissioned on the local TV. So, um, so yeah, so that's, that's the next thing for me. Um, I've I've been asked a few times if I'm going to do and try and do the non wetsuit record, but it was just you're in for you're in for a treat. It's going to be amazing when you do yours, but it, it is a long day and it's a hard day. And and I don't oh, think, sure. I don't think I'll do it again. You know, I, I think I'll stick to my sea swimming and just enjoy. We got we got I got a ten k race and a seventeen and a half k race in the summer, uh, which I'm training for. But um, yeah, it's. Um, it was, it was the, it was the pandemic that did it for me. And I, and I've done it. I don't want to like do another chat, another big one like that. And then, end up failing on it or, uh, you know, cause you just don't know. Do you? just leave it? Yeah, in. exactly. Yeah. yeah no, it, for me, I can't
0: fathom, I mean, Ironman races being 17 hours and you're just exhausted, just yeah. constantly being motion that long, it's just nuts. I, I still can't fathom going that long. And then yeah, even I've looked at the channel swims in Ho- Hawaii. And to go from, I think it's to Kauai to Oahu's, I think it's about 72 miles in open water. Right. And especially I'm not exactly a fast swimmer. So I can't imagine going that long to get from point to point. And yeah. there's yeah. only, I think there's only been two people ever that have done it. And I think they did it in a relay. There's uh, a reason wow. for that. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but these are the kinds of things that fascinate me. Uh, you know, you have got the, what is it? The eight major channel swims, yeah, that uh endurance swimmers will do yeah um, but i don't know one of these days you'll, you'll hear of some some crazy american from a seattle that's attempted at least one
3: of those <laughs> i hope so <laughs> yeah i think i quite fancy the english channel again i've had clients who've done it and who i've trained for uh for yeah. it and um, it is something that i'd like to be involved with i'd probably like to do it as a as a relay though and being part of a team because as you know sure. it's, a, it's a lonely old sport isn't it? when you're doing it on your own and um you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not I don't really I'm not interested in doing non wetsuits. I love swimming in a wetsuit and enjoying being a little bit warmer when I swim. Um, sure. So, yeah. So I think a relay, uh, you know, th- there's a few things in the pipeline going down and maybe not this year, but next year. Like I mentioned earlier about Gareth Thomas, we we talked about um, we talked about a relay swim, but it, uh, sorry, um, a channel swim for for a documentary. But he wants to do it in a wetsuit. So we might we might do one. But um, yeah, I think the 24 hour ones are done for me.
0: Yeah, no, I understand. Uh, My, my dream triathlon is to do the, uh, the, it's the arc, or the arch to arc, where you run from London to Dover, swim the English Channel, and then ride your bike to Paris. Oh, wow. Uh, That's when I always follow different athletes that attempted each year. I always thought that would be kind of a fun one to do. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. That's a long day in the office, though. (laughs) That that is, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I I think it's even a matter of, of double checking the weather, finding that open Open window to be able to cross the channel. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. So nice. So that's I, uh, got Iron Man, did you say you're doing another Iron Man or is that just one that you've done?
0: Yeah. No. Uh, so I've completed two of them, just finished Mexico uh, in this last November. Yeah. Question to pose to you as far as records go, I was there. Uh, I didn't race along with him, but Christian Blumenfeld from yeah. uh, Norway. I think I'm butchering his last name, but he actually got the world record. It's the fastest time. Yeah, but what happened there is on the swim in Cozumel, it's point to point, and so going with the you're going with the current. They had a lot of rain, which made it faster. Yeah, so they they ended up taking away his record. But my thought to that was, whenever you have the the elements going against you, they never yeah. factor that in either. Not sure if you heard about Ironman Florida, yeah. where people were just either blown off course or uphill, where they. People that would normally do the swim in an hour and a half, they weren't even making their cutoff time. Yeah. So I thought, you know, it's kind of a a double standard. I thought. So I thought, hey, you got it. He did it fair and square. Yeah. But they, they still took it away from him. But uh,
3: yeah, um, I, I agree with you on that. It's it's naughty. I mean, I had two two of my clients actually, two of the girls I coach. They did the the same uh, event, and um, we we have a bit of a um, we have a color corded hat system in uh, at Heathwood Swim. So gold hat is the is the one but if you, you've got to go sub hour six for an iron man swim to be able to go, get a gold hat okay um, and the reason for an hour six was just for the pace the 100 meter pacing um but one of the girls lisa who did it she, she always said, oh, I'll never get a I never get a gold hat. She got to the black hat and that and that was where she was going to start. And she was never not improving and all this. And she did the Cosmel swim and she did the sub hour swim. And yeah, so she came home and I presented her with a gold hat. And I, and she said, I don't deserve that. I said, Yeah, you do. You did a, an Ironman swim and you did sub hour. And so therefore, you're getting a gold hat. It's the, the conditions on the day, as far as I'm concerned. So they, yeah. should, they should he should have kept that record, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, normally about – I'm happy if I'm doing it in an hour and 20. And yeah. my my swim time that day I think it was an hour three. And I was surprised. Yeah. But, hey, yeah. you know, it, the, the current could have gone against me too. And it could have taken yeah, me two hours. So
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but for me, I, I've got – actually, I've got a relay in Florida coming up. And then I have some 70.3s of uh, Victoria, Canada. And then Ironman, Alaska, I've got in, in August. And then I'm thinking Ironman, Arizona. But – i've nice. wanted to come actually to wales somebody else we interviewed they've got a friend uh they they do a triath or an ironman length triathlon called the lakeman yeah um which is up in the cambria area i thought that would be awesome so yeah i don't know i, I kind of wish i could just make this my full-time
3: job obviously you got to still <laughs> pay the bills somehow but yeah 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 well i've done ironman wales twice and I've, i'm booked in for the third one this is my third and final because i'm i i struggle i get it but ba- i've got this hip problem i got something going on with my hip and the running just doesn't help even though i enjoy yeah. it it's just not good so um because it's been rolled over twice because it's been canceled twice so um so i'm doing it my third and final iron man the hat trick and then i'll get the tattoo then
0: oh perfect perfect uh when is it
3: sorry uh what is the iron man whale? uh september 11th September, okay. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. So that's that's in Pembrokeshire, in Wales, and they they reckon it's one of the hardest. You know, they I know cone is a, a tough one, but because um, it's so hilly, it's hilly run, hilly bike. Yeah, so, um, yeah. And the sea again, you're in you're in a bay, but it could be rough conditions. They've made the short the, the the swim shorter some years. It's been normal distance when I've done it, but some years they've made it like cut it short just because of the weather and stuff. So uh, wow, yeah, yeah. Look, looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. All, all Ironman competitions are difficult, but they're definitely not created equally. With some no. of those, like you said, those hills and the the run, and yeah, uh, it, it just it's you're just so beat up by the time you have to get to the marathon at the end. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that is awesome. Uh, cool. well, thanks so much for being on with us. I really appreciate it. Uh, if anybody did want to get a hold of you or follow you, how how would one contact you and
3: what's your um, Instagram so, handle? So I use uh, Instagram. So, um, so it's at Dave Tonge Swim. So D-A-V-E-T-O-N-G-E Swim. Um, I'm on Facebook and I'm on Twitter, but I generally use Instagram the most. And my business, if they want to follow the, the Endless Pool business, is at Heathwood Swimming. So um, yeah, okay. give us a follow on in, on Instagram and uh, yeah, keeping an on my uh, my latest uh, updates for swimming challenges.
0: That sounds awesome. Is it open to the public too? Yeah, it's as open. As a-
3: yeah, it's open. Yeah, so yeah, just give us a follow. It's an open profile. Okay,
0: perfect. The, the closest the Wales I've been is Liverpool, but I've, okay. maybe maybe I'll have a chance to come and maybe I can come. Hop in your pool one of these times. Yeah,
3: give give me a shout, mate. You know where I am. You got my contact now, so I'll be looking. I'll be great if you ever come down, and I'll yeah I'll give you a swim lesson at uh, at my facility.
0: Awesome, thanks. awesome. Well, Dave, thanks so much for being on. Really appreciate it. No uh, For Dave Tonge, I'm Clinton Timmerman, and Kelly Timmer- Tipple's already taken off. But for Kelly Tipple, this is the Midnight Club.
1: Take care.